Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly. We're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tail Teller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? We're doing great today. How are you doing? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble and uh, I imagine you guys got a shot of rain through this last storm system, but I imagine things are starting to drop a little bit in your neck of the woods. What are you seeing on the water? Uh, pretty much exactly what you just said. You know, we have seen the flows are dropping and it we got a little shot of rain last night, but it's not enough to like, you know, make things go crazy anywhere um, for the weekend, especially. Um, so, I mean, the James has been really good flows. If you want to do some smallmouth fishing, our small streams have been good fishing flows. They uh, are maybe a touch lower than usual this time of year. Um, but you know, all in all, it's uh, pretty decent water right now for fishing and temps have been good too. Um, cause that's always a concern when you have lower water is you know, what are the temperatures doing? But you know, this spring's been a little bit more cool. And so, um, you know, the average temps out on the small streams are way under what would be, uh, considered a dangerous level to fish at. Um, so definitely bug activity has been Really good. I mean, just yesterday I saw some good sized sulfurs just swimming around in downtown Lynchburg, or, or not swimming, but flying. Um, and then a couple guys went and fished in a small stream. Same thing, you know, a bunch of little, uh, or, I guess they're not little, like almost the size 12 or 14 uh, yellow sallies and uh, more of those yellow sulfurs. So definitely a hot color is going to be yellow and uh, oranges if you are going out fishing for trout. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's a great time of year right now. Yeah. And I would say too, right. We were talking before we started recording, you know, your delayed harvest program is going to burn off here probably at the end of the month. You know, I looked at your forecast. I don't see any real significant rain events for you. And I think the challenge too, this time of year is once the trees get going, they soak up a lot of that moisture. So it kind of never makes it to the Creek. Right. So, uh, yep. might be a smart thing to do to get out there and fish for trout, uh, because you're going to have all summer to fish for smallmouth. Yeah, and just to your point, as those late harvest streams get more and more low and very clear, those trout can become pretty tricky to catch. I know a lot of times people assume that stock trout are just stupid fish, but a lot of the ones on our delayed harvest streams have been in there for a while, you know, hopefully unless they've been poached or killed or something. Um, So at this point, you know, tail end of the, the trout season, if you will, um, they're, they're somewhat educated and, uh, they're definitely acclimated to their environment, knowing, you know, which bugs to eat, crayfish, that sort of stuff. So your tactics are going to have to be a little bit more, um, you know, spot on, but this is also a great time. If you are a beginner that you can go out there and just throw like a little woolly bugger and catch fish because, uh, you know, there's been a lot of spawns this time of the year. There's a lot of the smaller minnows that are in the water. Um, so it's a great pattern. I know people have heard me say that before that a woolly bugger or a, just a small minnow imitation is a solid starting point if you're new to fly fishing uh, because you don't have to have a perfect drift uh, like you do with a bug because you know minnows swim and they're kind of erratic motion. So if you're out there and you don't really know what's going on but you're newer to it, then uh, this is a great time of year, especially if you're like you can look at the whole list of online, you know, streams that are near us that have stock trout or delayed harvest trout and show up with a, you know, pretty basic little minnow, woolly bugger, black woolly bugger, whatever you, you know, you're thinking and uh, give it a go. So certainly, you know, if that's been something that you've been 
debating on, you know, what time of year should I go out and do this? Should I wait till fall? You know, this is the time of year I would go. You know, if I'm, if I'm a newbie or taking a newbie out, this is a hundred percent when I would go. Yeah. Or you could just take the approach fish or work and you go fish. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Who needs work? Yeah. <laughs> who needs, who needs work? And then, you know, kind of what are you seeing on the smallmouth front? Smallmouth has been pretty good too. I mean, it's been post spawn. So most of those fish have spawned. Um, and the, the minnow bait fish game has also been pretty good there. So, um, I've, we've got some big fish already this uh, spring. I haven't posted pictures of them or anything, but uh, there's been quite a few really good looking fish that have come out of the James this year. Um, so definitely if that's something that you're interested in, then, uh, you know, give it a go. And most of it's going to be ripping streamers. Um, the perk, and you know, I'll, I'll touch on this too, because I've gotten a couple emails recently of people asking about like, should I use the sinking line on the James right now? Do I need intermediate? Can I get away with the floating? Um, like the flows right now are pretty decent for in our neck of the woods. Um, so you can get away with a floating line if you have a sinking fly. Um, but you know, depth is always going to be a pretty big thing with every type of fish. And so, uh, if the river that you're fishing, that section has a 20 foot deep hole and you're fishing a floating line. So you're only fishing the top, like two to four foot of water. If that, then, you know, you're not going to be where those fish are. But again, if you're floating, you're going to cover a bunch of different types and varieties of water during the day. So, you know, if you focus on the bank and you focus on uh, those areas that are like two to four foot of water, then for sure you can go out and fish streamers with a floating line, you know, like a clouser minnow or something like that. Um, and that's been working pretty well, honestly. So uh, for me, you know, early spring, especially, I usually have a sinking line on, but we're kind of getting into that transition where the water is low enough that you can do it with a floating line. So it's another one of those barrier uh, to entries that some people have with smallmouth fishing is they think, well, you know, I've, I've got a six weight, but I need to have a sinking line and I need to have all these new flies and all this. But in reality, you know, if, if this is the time of year that you want to go out and give it a go and you've got to produce it in your backyard, then it's not too hard to just strap up that six weight with the floating line, grab a couple of, you know, the biggest woolly buggers you can find or clouser minnows, something with some weight to it. And then just float down the river and cast at the bank. I mean, that's pretty, uh, this is the time of year where that stuff starts pretty good. Um, so I've heard of some people too, catching them on the swimming frogs, the umpqua swimming frogs that, you know, everybody that's in the smallmouth game has used them for the most part. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, this time of the year is great for casting and active retrieves back to you. A little different than late summer where you're casting and you just let that popper sit on the surface for a bit. Um, so, yeah, that's the tactics. Yeah, it's interesting too, right? Because you can kind of cheat a little bit. And um, I think Rio makes those uh, those sinking leaders, right, um, that you can add to a floating line and then put your uh, put your leader on that you know, your mono, your mono or your fluoro leader. And that'll kind of let you cheat a little bit for some of those, you know, cases before you want to go and invest, uh, either in a, like a full sinking or, um, yeah. I mean, the only downside, right. Is they hinge, but they also probably cost less than 20 bucks. They do. Yeah. So like for perspective, scientific anglers sells them. We sell them in a the shop. They're like 1295 for one, 
which is basically you can pick which syncing leader style you want and how long it is. So they, they make uh, a ton of different options. You know, there's a six foot option that's intermediate. There's a nine foot option that's intermediate or sync three or sync six. Uh, and then we even have like little, there's a leader wallet that you can get all of them and it's a little bit cheaper. So it, that product is cheaper still than an actual syncing line. So you could have that little leader wallet with intermediate sync three, sync six, and then six different types of sync rates. And you would be in it for less than what an actual syncing line costs, which is usually right now around a hundred bucks for a syncing line. Um, that's you know easier to cash than just like the $50 ones. So yeah, definitely, you know, if you're budget conscious, then, uh, that is definitely an option that you can keep with you all the time, you know, and, uh, it's a great, great product, in my opinion. Yeah, because, I mean, when you buy a, a syncing line, you're not just talking about the line. You need a spool at a minimum, right? So, um, you know, it's definitely a better tool. But if you uh, don't fish them a lot, it's a, that's a great workaround. And it's kind of interesting, too, because, you know, Brenner's got a question for you as we move kind of into midsummer, which I guess is probably, I don't know, a month from now, I would say. Um, yeah. You know, he wanted to kind of get the uh, the 411, I guess, on uh on what the smallmouth will be eating about that time of year right yeah still one of my favorite things to throw is minnows that time of year um you know they they're opportunistic feeders so they're going to eat crayfish um, they're going to eat bait fish they're going to eat any damselflies that they can catch on the surface but i'd say the bulk of their food is still going to be bait fish and uh, other little guys swimming around so definitely that's something that i would focus on but um, you know, if, if you go out and you start throwing crayfish and you're like, well, I'm not catching them because they're just not eating crayfish this time of the year. That's not necessarily true because if you've ever fished with uh, live bait, like I did when I was a kid, we'd go and catch a little great crayfish out of the James and you chuck that through any hole. There is a fish that will eat that regardless of what time of year it is. Same thing with like a Helgramite, you know, those terrifying things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's still going to be about presentation and getting your fly in front of that fish. Um, and, you know, if that's an active retrieve that's triggering, or if that's, you know, the, the fish sees it and just identifies it as food and just comes and engulfs it. Um, you know, I, I'd still say at the end of the day, I would be throwing bait fish to start. Um, but I think presentation and where you're putting the fly matters a whole lot more than what is at the end of that, particularly for smallmouth. So, yeah. And I would say too, right. I mean, you know, the river is going to tell you, but you know, to your point, if you're small, if you're throwing small streamers, it's a whole lot easier to switch to throwing topwater stuff than it is if you're basically dredging, uh, with, uh, patterns on the bottom, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a question of like, what's more fun to you to fish, right. Even if you don't catch as many fish. Yep. For sure. Yeah. And I always say, you know, smallmouth fishing. And when you watch a white game changer disappear, it's pretty killer. Yes, I agree. And <laughs> that's what's hard about it. I think a lot of times is like, it's so, it can be so visual. So anytime you're giving up visual to catch more fish, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are going to say, well, absolutely. I want to catch more fish. And the truth of the matter is, well, yeah, I mean, I also want to catch more fish, but eventually you're going to be like, okay, well, I want to see him eat, you know, top water. And so like you, you'll develop preferences within still i want to catch the maximum amount of fish and it's like okay well i want to catch the maximum amount of fish that i can catch with a topwater fly so then you can kind of 
search through which topwater fly is going to work the best, what size, what color. Um, you know, is that a frog? Is that a, a minnow or something like that? So um, there's, there's always options. And I think that's part of the fun of it is just exploring through uh, your options, basically. You know, every day out in the water, you can try something different. Um, and if you only get one or two days out, then you just say, I want to catch as many fish as possible, you know. And so really it just boils down to the person and how often you get a fish and what you're after when you go out there. Yeah. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. If we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag. You're in here something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And Ethan, before I let you go, you want to let folks know where you are, shop hours and all that kind of good stuff. Yep. Yeah. So we're located on main street in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. So if you're in the central Virginia area, um, we're right on the James river. So especially through the summer, you know, you can come stop by and you can go wade fish right downtown and catch a bunch of smallmouths. So it's a pretty cool neck of the woods. If you can't ever make it to our physical location though, we have for the most part, all of our products are online as well. Um, so great, great place. You know, if you're looking to support a local business, then uh, we are happy to help any way we can. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines, everybody tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines.